Well, hello everyone and welcome back to the Elevated South podcast. I have someone very, very special with me here today and um, we're going to be talking all about the mind-body-soul connection. I have John here with me today. Good morning. <laughs> How are you? Thanks for having me. No worries. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, and John, well, he is the most vibrant, authentic, radiant person and I have just had the honour of um, being a part of his life and having a friendship with him not only uh, through breathwork workshops and um, actually coming in and having a session with him, which we'll talk about later, but even just the yarns we'll have before and after and catch-ups and everything. He's a very special person and the consciousness awakenings that he's brought into my life and brought into uh, how I think and how I act is already created such a transformation for me and that's why I really wanted to get him on today to share some of those learnings and unlearnings with us all. Definitely. Um, And because holistic health is so much more than just your physical body, it's the emotional and the mental and the spiritual, that mind-body connection, that's exactly what we want to talk about here today. Perfect. I'm so looking forward to it. Yes. That golden triangle. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, that beautiful thing. Um, and the way that John and I actually connected was really quite special. Mm. Uh, I had been umming and ahhing about going to this uh, workshop probably about two, three months ago now. Yeah. Umming and ahhing with my beautiful manager, Nikki, and we're umming and ahhing, and oh, yeah, it sounds cool, but unsure. Uh, well, what did you market the workshop as? Um, like a group soul ascension. Group soul ascension. Yeah. And that was just, I had no idea what that even meant. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's, yes, it really intrigued me, but I was, my conscious brain was, yeah, money mindset and justifying all these things. And I walked into Gratitude, my little favorite cafe in the mouth, right before, uh, or the day of the workshop, basically. I still didn't have tickets. And there was this guy there sitting really peacefully but journaling out or writing and I had to plug my laptop in right beside him and then, oh, excuse me, sir, and, um, and just got called to chat. And so I was, oh, what are you writing? And, oh, I'm just preparing for my group Soul Ascension workshop tonight. <laughs> I was, okay, cool. Yep, thanks, universe, I'm going. <laughs> but And then it kind of just blossomed from there, meeting at um, Breathwork workshops and... Just yeah. Just for random synchronicities again, hey. Like sure. wasn't planned, wouldn't plan it. We just some other friend mentions, Hey, come along, try this. It's like, okay, yep. cool. Thanks, universe. <laughs> All meant to be at the end of the day, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Cool. So just for people to I guess get to know you a little bit more before we start diving into some topics and some learnings, I guess it would be quite good for us to get like a bit of a background on your journey. Yep. Um, you can go as deep and as far back as it resonates um but yeah you've had a pretty transformational yeah yeah definitely definitely more so past 30s as well Mm. at that time of your life you like kind of build all these expectations for 30 and it's like you realize that actually 40 is a new 30 and um (laughs) yeah there's heaps of time like as i've found out so um yeah like growing up growing up one uh, one of five kids so i was like two older girls seven year gap older brother me and then a younger brother so i kind of always had this middle child thing going down where like sort of felt a little bit unseen a bit unnoticed um with five children there wasn't really a whole lot of 
there was like a lot of care and a lot of nurture. Mum was really into her health stuff and natural things. We grew all of our own vegetables and fruit and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, there was something about me that just felt like I didn't fit. Mm. Like even within the family unit of five, like most people would probably be like, wow, that must have been cool. There must have been always something going on. But I always felt alone in it. Oh. And like it wasn't. Um, and that, that kind of uh, sense of aloneness really carried through all through school. Like friends, study, like the way that we were taught never resonated with me like um i didn't understand on a level like it was all just intellectual intellectual but mm. as i found out my gifts have been unlocking the emotional so i think that's why there wasn't really the resonance between here you study this and recall this information at a study time versus i was way deeper than that yeah. societal expectations yeah right? yeah yeah so um yeah i noticed that um always love kids was always really nurturing always really caring cats animals anything would always <laughs> come around and just like have a piece of me <laughs> so yeah it was um yeah it was interesting but yeah never many friends um really isolated for most of my journey so yeah but all of that was i guess looking back that was exactly what i needed to know and understand you know when i help people through self-love or lack of now to speak their truth or mm-hmm. lack of self-worth it's because of like known and lived through it and on the deepest levels I understand the emotional connection with it as well sure so yeah like um yeah apart from that though like upbringing was pretty good like abundance of food like Mm. things like that like not everything was like um you know negative there was Mm. many positive aspects as well but um money finances and that sort of thing taught a lot of scarcity Mm. a lot of scarcity programs you know like great depression grandparents jump on a boat at 16 leave all your life and you know that kind of thing so um but yeah and also kind of raised with christian belief system as well kind of like up to the age of like sort of 12 and then mum decided no that's it like the boys don't have to keep going type thing did she make that an option or she said um no she had to talk to my dad about it like because my dad and his brother he's a twin my dad's brother's a pastor over in australia and um yeah dad was very quite traditional very like you know let's discipline and use the strap type person Mm. um so yeah i didn't understand that part of growing up i didn't understand why we would be strapped or anything because we were pretty good kids so Mm. whenever i hit those moments um that my repression started kicking in hard especially the throat so yeah like um yeah love dead to pieces yeah like but i realized that a lot of the time i was like loving through the disguise of the respect and the authority that was over me not like true unconditional flow it's more like i love and respect you because it's controlling and if i speak out this is what happens Mm. like you know you'll get the strap or something like whatever it might be Mm. so yeah age of 12 um there was a real key moment in my life where we're asked if we wanted to ask god into our lives and i'm like okay i felt this double-edged sword Mm. it's like yeah absolutely i want to but then what the hell Mm. like (laughs) all that came through is aren't we made in the image of the creator and Mm. can't i go sit on the beach instead of being here in these really uncomfortable chairs around a whole lot of (laughs) whole lot of people that can't sing in june (laughs) so yeah i mean obviously it's shifted now like how that whole environment is but i just remember that i felt a really strong discord between what was being taught and what was my truth and so that that carried on so yeah so my life was basically all about I guess self being self teaching myself everything mm. and self discovery. So whether that's creative arts, photography, three D animation, modeling, like whatever I wanted to learn, I just learned it and absorbed it. And Special. yeah, so that carried on through the whole health journey as well and personal transformation and stuff. So yeah, um, if 
fast forward to like 19, left school, went up Auckland, did a couple of years at Unitech studying design. Didn't really gel with the people up there at all. So went down to Wellington, followed a relationship down there and yeah, three years and got the Bachelor of Media Arts, but loved it. Like I had much more motivation the second time around. Mm. Different environment? Um, different me. Yeah. I was, couldn't speak up. I couldn't make friends. I couldn't, um, I, we would not be having this conversation or staring in the eye contact, everything wow. like, yeah. So yeah, I'd say for most of my life, the self-worth and the physical looks accepting myself because I had braces and all sorts of stuff mm. um I thought you had nice teeth <laughs> yeah but I got picked on so much like when I was younger yeah. so because of how the law of attraction always operates in our lives if we don't feel great about ourselves we just continually attract the people that will support that 100% yeah so um I guess I didn't even realize that I was learning about law of attraction mm. um even in those moments of what it looks like when it's working against you <laughs> so yeah fast forward um kind of got engaged around 23 um to my ex-wife and had my beautiful son Noah mm -hmm. but again another one of those universal gifts um I had been really sick so we had Noah around 30 but I've been really sick for about like most of that decade 20s oh. to 30s so like chronic fatigue glandular fever autoimmune dysfunction um bleeding stomach bleeding noses most day in the cubicles so I'd go to my job I'd do my job and next thing you know I'd be like sniff and then I'd feel just like a full-on blood nose so I'd be in the cubicle jamming toilet paper up my nose to try and stop it so body just screaming screaming yep yeah, not listening not understanding um and i try to get help like i try to understand i went to some gps and stuff like that but most of them couldn't they didn't even diagnose me like as you know oh if you don't know glandular fever it kind of masks itself as about 25 different things <gasps> there's not one like this wow. is what it is there's like it can be anything from like stomach health to you know but um again that whole journey of over a decade was my learning that I needed because I went every single year to mainstream practitioners mm. like I mean everything like osteos physios chiros um mm. and then I'm getting like neck manipulations at chiros not even understanding that I've got glandular fever so like you know when you mm. think about neck tension all that muscular stuff so and yeah emotions. like like oh just even glandular fever because it all attacks like your throat chakra and oh, around your wow. um thyroid and stuff like that so yeah you go to a chiro and be like oh yeah your neck just needs manipulating just dealing with the symptom so that's my journey is understanding that most people were looking at the symptoms yep whereas i have this innate truth within me that everything's energy first mm. and if we finally get to the end of that manifestation that means that we're really screaming in our body and it's really talking and we're not listening yeah that tip of the iceberg yeah eh? yep. so everything yeah like sciatic pain i used to drive like six days a week from hamilton to auckland to tauranga and just decided at pain while I was driving, like that accelerated foot, like all sorts of random stuff, like oh. sore neck problems all the time. So yeah, so yeah, that was that journey. Um, and yeah, I started to realize also through my own energy relationship dynamics mm. and where my energy was going um, or why I was so sick for so long, like I couldn't shake it, but I had friends that could be back on drinks within four months type thing yeah you know like they'd get through it and then they push them like why did that the yeah why did that person have glandular fever and then need us back on it wow so yeah that was quite challenging for me to understand and then that's creating mental stories creating as well. all the mental structures and patterns yeah. to be honest i think the mental structures and patterns were there already oh, wow. like they were already implanted you know the lack of self-worth the lack of trust yeah the life is hard if you want anything you've got to work hard and grind so all of those programs mm. that I guess I'd learned and absorbed and ran like even to having a house at 19 you know that yeah. was my dad's story like my lawns have a house at 19 whatever mm. it was um so I thought 
somewhere inside of me in order to be enough or to be worthy of love unconditional love like those real core relationships um i had to do all these things <laughs> and be all these things seeking that validation. constantly seeking yeah. chasing the carrot that just yep. you never seem to ever it never seems to come closer in fact it gets further away yeah the worse you get down the vibrational pathway um, yeah the worse it gets so yeah holy heck and then how? So then from there, so yeah, um, I'd made the decision um, a couple of weeks earlier to leave that relationship like around like 29, must be coming up 30 and um, like two weeks later, um, my partner rang me and said, hey, we're, I'm pregnant and we're three months through. Um, and I'm like, holy shit, like what the hell just happened? Like we'd already mm. split apart. I'd gone down to Weta to do some film work and then come back together again. And yeah, I realized that that was even a pattern for me like because of the guilt and the judgment and even like the belief systems right christianity mm. till oh, death wow, do you part yeah. like all of those kind of agreements and oaths that we make that are so confining um they're kind of like really setting us up for fail hmm. and it was interesting hearing you and ethan talk about the relationships and the stats around marriage like i do have a different um perspective on it now having gone through it mm. but um yeah we're definitely here to learn through our relationships 100%. Whereas when, like, you know, it's like if you bind anything, if you put, like, a box around a sunflower, mm. how do you expect it to go outside of that box and grow into its full form? <laughs> like, and this is the way that we've kind of have treated a lot of our relationships, especially through the traditional senses. It's like ownership, possession. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Um, build up material wealth, like, mm. control things. Like, it's, it's actually, um, yeah, I'm definitely here to expand people's awareness around conscious relationships. Too, I love so, yeah. that. Same with Ethan and I, actually, which I'm really yeah. excited for you guys to have some potties yeah. on that later. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm coming back, so leaning forward to that. Um, I hung in there for two years with Noah took off every friday's worked like 14 hour days and just went and hung at like um cornwell park like one tree hill would go around there do laps just him, me him the buggy doing picnics <laughs> so that was like every week i just put everything that i could i think somewhere inside of me knew that that was it for me children wise that, so like, no more yeah like, like well i wanted more but somewhere on my soul level i'm like make the most of this cool and that truth really rang true like looking back now so yeah i um, hung in there for two years and then decided actually whatever I don't choose to leave now, if I choose to stay in this, like these fights and the arguments and the disharmony, I am now programming my son to come through and under this. So this is where the discord around. Yep, constantly, like we're absorbing up to the age of 10, Mm. right? The whole frontal cortex hasn't developed. We're just sponges and the tape recorder's on. And we're consciously always trying to give, uh, to receive love. And so we're, like you say, tape recorders on, realizing what we need to do in order to feel loved. Yeah, yep. and some like some of us act out. Some of us mm. are like the problem children or whatever it might be in order to get attention. Mm. So yeah, that was um, that was really interesting learning. Like I judged myself so hard, like through mm. that period, even leaving the marriage and that sort of thing. Um, so then coming to the next relationship, I only had like maybe a three three month gap. It wasn't. I had a fear of being single and alone, <laughs> and a fear of being abandoned. Yep. I realised. So yeah, coming forward and then um, yeah, led into the next relationship. And again, um, some things were really different. I enjoyed some aspects, like could do way more physical activity together and have fun, do some social stuff. But some core underlying things had followed through, and were still in the backpack. Mm. Um, so I was still attracting um, relationships that needed healing and stuff like that as well. And I, in truth, did as well. Mm. Yeah, I hadn't done the inner work. Well, because if you're thinking that, then that's what you're yep. calling in. That's what you're attracting. Totally, yep. So, bam, it lined, lined up. And, yeah, um, again, second unplanned child on the way with that relationship. 
like after like two and a half years, like we got to this crux and it was just like in and out of like really anxiety, depression. Um, I really struggled when I was separated with Noah, like and couldn't get the 50-50 access that I wanted and stuff like that mm. for a couple of years. So yeah, all this real heavy emotional stuff. But I look back now and I can know that every one of those experiences was because in a past lifetime I had either lost a child or I had been separated or had that taken from me. So I was coming through these challenges and it's like my soul drew them to me Hmm. through people for our own purposes and learning. So, yeah. Because if we're not doing the cleansing and the clearing and healing from past lives, it's just going to be a rewriting pattern. Yeah, Yeah. or even understanding. I mean, I didn't understand Reiki or energy healing Mm. or anything until like 32 32, 33, that was when I had my first Reiki healing. After having no help from everyone else around me, I started doing yoga and a little bit of breath work mm. in Wellington. And that's when I started to notice a little bit of a shift. Like my back was strapped from ACC appointments. I couldn't move my lower back, oh. but I still tried and showed up cool. through my pain body and that sort of thing. So, yeah. What made you keep showing up? Um, I was really sick of being sick. really sick of being unwell like as in I couldn't go for like a 15 minute run or a surf or do any of the things that I love and enjoyed if I went for like say a surf for like half an hour an hour I'll just deplete my energy way below zero and then I'd be like another two two weeks down like and I'd have feverish sweats like um yeah every couple of months for like two or three nights just like woke up just like drenched so I'm like how is this how are they saying this is not active yeah so that was that's a diagnosis like pick up a pen oh yeah that's what your lower back saw you're picking it up wrong that was the yeah. kind of like diagnosis and stuff that i was wow. getting so yeah so yeah um yeah fast forward tried that relationship three times and that was the gold because every time i had a break of like seven or eight months that's when my spiritual growth started hmm. it was me on me it's even when i didn't have Noah, i had to work through all my fears all of my judgments like i said it's when i started sitting on the beach every single day and for re- how long um like three years easy <laughs> like i still go every single day yeah, this is my cool. daily work. Like um, every time I wasn't here, like Hamilton, Auckland, Wellington, I wanted to be back at the main beach, mm. like in around the mount. There's something about this area that spoke to my soul or that knew this has been a, um, a portal of healing for me over lifetimes. And how healing is the beach, the energy, yep. the... Yep. Yeah. Wow. Instant, instant. So yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of relationship learnings and that sort of thing, but I realised, um, you know, there's some really, without going too deep, there's some really tragic emotionally sabotaging things happen over that kind of 16 years Mm. Um, and I had to realize and ask myself what part of me is allowing this to happen now what am I what am I contributing because at the end of the day I've taken full responsibility for everything that's it though that's huge consciousness to not play the victim mindset and go okay I'm going to take radical responsibility here because we are two in this partnership totally so what it looked like is John would take on everything Wow. John would take all the blame, all the judgment. It was my fault for everything. It's like then I eventually realized through the healing process and just sitting, releasing hours and hours and hours of tears. Hmm. Like every New Year's, I'd turn up to the mountain in tears. My New Year's resolution would be like, please, can I have some more happiness in my life? Hmm. And I'd, but the longer, if we accept uh, a situation or a relationship and that's not aligned with us, then that's our own free will, right? If we choose to stay in something, wow. that's our own free will. Um, yeah. if we choose to leave something that is our own free will so yeah it's um, we're really learning about our power of responsibility with our consciousness as well mm. how do we use that energy and power Especially. yeah cool so oh yeah oh my gosh I love this so yeah that was a quick, quick um, download um, but yeah every time that's when I started those 7 to 8 month gaps I would upgrade and then go back and I realised that this partner was still stuck in the 
blame, guilt, judgment, the shame, the low vibrational stuff. Mm, mm. Tried it again because I was upgrading and feeling way more confident within myself. I'm like, I've got this. I can, do this. I can see I was writing out 40, 50 things that I was learning through that relationship. Wow. Conscious learning. What have I learned? And then I take it back. I'm like, here's what I've learned. Mm, and and then, yeah. It's beautiful to have, an, have a not so amazing <clears throat> situation rather than look at it and yeah. be annoyed and frustrated to actually go, like you say, okay, I'm going to write down everything I've learned from that and that's like with 2020 like you hear so many people express so much frustration and anger and oh such a shit year and so hard and it's like okay let's shift that mindset there was such a collective rise up and growth individually and collectively like why don't we actually choose to reflect on that as opposed to reflecting on yeah a negative Mm. mindset Mm-hmm. and even then why why do we feel negative about this what are we watching and absorbing hmm. like are we on so for me i disconnected fully from news social media everything like when i awakened at that 32 33 mark something just said just disconnect from this mm-hmm. my life just got instantly happier out being out of like social media stuff now i'm using it in a more positive way yeah um, but I realized that what was being shown in the way that energy works, even through transmissions and who we are watching, who are mm. our influencers, half the people out there influencing are not in alignment with what I consider to be an influencer. Correct. And then when you go on, it's just comparison mm-hmm. game, eh? There's a lot of good, 100%, and it's just about, I guess, having that perspective and doing that complete environmental cleanse yep. Yep. to only be with people that are resonating. Yeah. yeah, my mum uh, got rid of TV like news. I think when we were, oh, it would have been maybe ten. I think it was when mum and dad split. Yeah. yeah, and I haven't watched the news since. And you go to, you know, grandparents' house or family friends for dinner, and the news is just playing in the background while you're eating. And if you think while you're eating, yeah. it's a generally subconscious thing, and yeah. so you're just getting this while your mind's quite open to subconscious things, you're getting all this negative fed into your mind. and Totally. Yeah, it's gold. so crazy. So that's what's awesome about leading back into what you guys are going into now with the NLP and stuff like that, right? Mm. Same with me. Like at that time, like around the 32 mark, I started just walking on the beach and listening to I am affirmations that had specific tones and sulfur geofrequencies running in behind them to reprogram because there's cool. very, very specific frequencies that relate to each chakra that you can use to attune it and rebalance it again. So by listening, doing a subconscious thing like walking, mm. you're absorbing and you're in record mode. Even driving, right? Driving yeah. is really subconscious. Unfortunately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how do we not get into more accidents? But yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's gold once you learn how to play the role, play the game. Powerful. Learn the rules and play the game. Yeah. Yeah. But also break the rules and yeah, 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 have yeah, well, yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, and unlearn, yep, unlearn, yeah. break the boxes open. So I guess I see it more as that as like every box that has been placed around me, I'm going to smash it open. Cool. Like no one has the right to confine me any longer. And <laughs> so, yeah, it's really come on strong this year. That's beautiful. Yeah. Cool. So, wow, what a journey. <laughs> yeah. And now do you want to talk to us a little bit about what the work is that you do? And because when I went to go see John, I had the kind of, consciousness that like how john was going to see kairos physios we go see gps and um mad respect to them all however when you do have rewriting physical or reoccurring physical or mental patterns often it's not actually from this lifetime or not actually uh something that can be cured by Mm. cracking Mm. your neck and things Mm. like that so Mm. Definitely. So um, I think I've finally got the clarity. I still haven't made any videos oh. on my website or anything. <laughs> but this has been 
because the solar ascension has been growing so fast mm. like it started as a reiki and then when i was sitting on the beach how can i be of like high love and service incorporate massage because hmm. in that period i had like over 300 massages just for my pain body alone wow like that was me all the way through like mm. thousands of dollars on massages it's interesting as well i was just watching a netflix doco last night they talked about like not like uh people in the healing space are taught to not actually touch the patients like if you're talking about like psychiatrists totally. and things like that but you're missing out on such crucial healing yeah, yeah. Just so even even having that so even around this i had so many belief uh, societal belief programs within me so I'd be going and receiving massage like all the way from like early 20s right through and I'd be like there's something that resonates with this about me this is like one of my love languages mm. like the physical touch and the quality time cool they're both there yeah and I can just bliss out but yeah I even realized that the male stigma or those few that ruin it for like the industry or the males within the industry I realized that I was running that program hard mm. and I had to overcome that program even in the last couple of years because there's been some amazing breakthroughs so yeah so um the soul ascension is like a combination of all of the modalities that i've personally experienced that have helped me in my transformation journey cool. so um all up i've probably had maybe close to 20 different modalities and healing sessions different um like say six or seven reiki with oh, a lot right. of spiritual well, guidance well, still. probably about six different crystal healing sessions and you know to lie there and be like well someone just put a crystal on me now i'm bursting out in tears about little john at six years old um then it went into like did a like a shaman session we went to a couple of light language groups um had a past life regression done on me and that's when i was like well there's quite a bit to this there's way Mm. more to than our lives in this physical life alone it's just one dimensional Mm. so yeah so i started um just level one Reiki and even before I started my Reiki training I was really told don't study anymore <laughs> don't carry on studying you don't need to and I was like what the hell does that mean like mm. I didn't have a freaking clue what my gifts were or how I'd utilize them but I did have this inner burning within me that I wanted there was more to my purpose mm. even after like 14 years of being a really specialized 3d visual, visualization artist I was showing unseen concepts right but in an engineering company (laughs) or a wetter or whatever it might be so yeah it's kind of just transferred from that but in a new dimensional reality so yeah um, i combine reiki massage aromatherapy certain sound frequencies um then it went into um the akashic records Mm, that's Um, recent yeah and um and past life regression so every single time i asked through my own consciousness universe i'm now ready I'm ready for this next step. I feel like I've integrated, I've released all those tears, I've forgiven that person. So I'd sit on the beach and download. Download. Yeah, just like trusting that through the sun, we're supported by this amazing sun. It must have energy, it must have its own consciousness. So I started listening more into the heart than I did the mind and just absorbing Gaia TV like crazy. <laughs> like I'd be trying to do my 3D visualization jobs, it'd be four in the morning and I'd be getting up on the other screen, we'd just be Gaia, like totally playing <laughs> and talking about the pyramids and sacred geometries and ascended masters and i'm like i just started sponging hard mm. like so what i realized is every healing session i went through it wasn't just like a lot of people think of healing as like this failure like oh if i shot for healing i'm broken yeah um for me it's totally the opposite i'm like this is our natural journey of like the metamorphosis process and the more we rock up to these sessions the more weight and old belief systems and programs we release mm. and therefore our vibration will take a jump 100%. so that's what i realized and i keep showing up so my healer guys like 
I've never seen someone show up so much. He's just like, no one normally Go turns away. up. Yeah, he's just like, and then he got to him, he's like, I don't think I can really show you much more. So I was like, okay. But that's when in my heart, something said, like, I loved the Abraham Hicks stuff. I loved Law of Attraction. Funny. I just got a YouTube pop-up last night with Abraham Hicks. So that moment happened at 30, 32, hmm. when I had left the relationship and had to make this choice around the second child. Um, that hit me at 2.30 in the morning when I was praying. So Abraham Hicks, I'm like, who the hell is this person? Mm. Or what is Abraham? And that really changed my life at that point. I started to understand what did I need to take responsibility for? What was being sent out from me that was being like attracted to and creating in my reality? So yeah, that, so that's the basis of most of my healing now. When you understand law of attraction and how it does operate in every aspect of our lives including fitness or training mm. or eating or whatever, <clears throat> then that's when we really start to play the game by the rules it was meant to be played by, not this intellectual monkey mind. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. empowerment to the heart, like understanding that the heart has its own consciousness. And now I understand that the heart is the multidimensional gateway. Oh, beautiful. So whenever we, as you know, whenever we go into a session, we're always just calming the mind and then coming down into the heart space. Mm that knows where all the quantum energies at it rises above your just the physical 3d mm. and we start communicating through that what do you want to call it high self high dimensional vibration super consciousness inner being whatever you want to call it mm. it's um it's all there for all of us and i've heard you talking about 4d 5d yep. what what, what so do you like mean by that? this table um anything physical is 3d right mm -hmm. but look at right here we've got bottles we've got laptops we've got mics everything started as a conscious thought before it was ever in the physical Wow. someone downloaded and received that idea or that thought based on their own need or a collective consciousness need for advancement right even mm -hmm. steve jobs had his own whole lifetime of starting really young but always knew like stop that course just started going on his own thing so um that's when i you know i started really absorbing like deepak and wayne dyer mm -hmm. and like louise hayes and all those kind of thought leaders um and yeah i was just like wow okay why have I separated myself from those people? We idolize all these people. Is there something actually special about them or is it just that they understood something that I'm not understanding in this moment? So even Aww. Steve Jobs, you know, he used to read his, but he did some Buddhist stuff and did some retreats and he had like his lounge was an empty room of space. So he didn't have like furniture and stuff in there. They would just do a whole clear out. So the space inside the four walls could create and whatever got created inside that, whether it be a party, whether it be whatever it was, or a group session. Yeah, he very much talked about that in his book. Um, so yeah, that whole, I really love that idea of, um, and I kind of just gently pushed it your way the other day when after your session, when I saw your schedule. Oh, I, yeah. don't, uh, I was just like, we need space in the garden now to create new seeds. Because mm. if we're running hard on the intellectual and we've jammed our schedule right up to the hilt, then there is no space for the universe to create so this For is sure. this is where it does tell into law of attraction is we can have an intention um, and a belief or something that we want. But most of us keep focusing on what we don't have. Like if we wake up every day saying, cool, I still want a new car. I still want a new car. We're constantly in that space of I don't have a car now that's new. Mm. That's not how law of attraction works. That's coming from a lackful stance. Scarcity mindset. Yeah, scarcity mindset, yeah. So yeah, we'll talk a little little bit more about that. But, um, yeah, I feel like that's such a bigger topic. We'll probably do yeah, yeah. a separate potty on yeah. law of attraction. But yeah, yeah it was exactly that uh, after my session with John. Absolutely amazing transformational shifts. Um, 
talked a bit more about it on a podcast I did mm. with John a couple of weeks ago, yeah. John and Tammy, yeah. his beautiful partner. Uh, but yeah, I still stacked my the following day to the hour of all the different mm. things I was going to do and um, people I was going to call and and I all I wanted to do was just go inward and just feel and be like we're human beings, not human doings. Like I just wanted to be. And as soon as I started doing that, law of attraction, just everything just felt so much more bliss and so much lighter and so much more love. It was, yeah, just beautiful. And it was from honoring yeah. what I needed. Yeah, yeah, doing the opposite generally. Yeah. So when I, when I was hitting my scarcity, like no money couldn't even pay my rent. Like even the house that I was staying at in those gaps, like it was rent free. Like my ex-wife arranged it for me with a beautiful person that we know in the family. And like, I did not know how I could exit that. I did not know how I could leave everything, leave my job. Like I left everything mm. like at that 32 mark, like, yeah. And so it probably wasn't the smartest financial move, but I knew that I was hitting hard reset and mm. for the, about the second or third time. Needed it on a soul level. Yep, need on a soul level. So yeah, like um, so I guess bring it back to how does this apply? Like knowing law of attraction, and how does that work with an energy work? Is a client will come to me, um, I'll use my hypersensitive gifts that have been there my whole life, and again, at maybe thirty, five, thirty six, I made a statement to the universe that I want to use my this victim burden thing for a superpower. <laughs> I wanted to, because I kept pulling these oracle cards saying, you're no victim. You're a, a hypersensitive being and you're highly attuned, but you, you are no victim. And I was like, okay, cool. What does that mean? <laughs> so yeah, I started like just tuning in and just feeling, like feeling more than anything. Like I don't hear guides. I don't see things yet. So sometimes when my eyes are closed, yeah. but it's more of an opening up my heart space. So my whole journey has been opening up that heart space. And when I did, and I learned to transmute, all the heavy energy and raise my vibration i can now reach every client from that point where i will see them or know them or feel them to the deepest level and be like okay no this is what i see for crystal this mm. is her truth of what her higher self knows to be true and this will be like say where you or a client is holding themselves mm. what's causing this discord of disharmony this gap yeah so we use the body i ask the body because it's speaking it's the most intuitive like um intelligent piece of equipment we will ever know like no one knows ourselves better than our body and our own consciousness so we work with that and we ask your body to release okay cool yep i'm feeling your right hip can you feel that now mm. can we please release that energy into full consciousness now where is that coming from what is the why behind this feeling yep yep so what's the root cause so mm. on a soul level instead of looking at the physical symptoms at the top of the line what is the root cause i don't want to know what the symptoms are thank you for being the gateway or the communication mm. from your body that's what I learned to do is interpret your body's language. Cool. So it's like someone speaking to you, say, in French, but you only know English. <laughs> yeah? And your body's speaking French. So what you've got to start to do is just learn that language. Beautiful. And, yeah, it's a really simple language, too. And when you know the areas of the body, you can really start to um, understand how you can even self-diagnose things. Yeah, because on that... Um I'm still very new to the whole chakra system, but you're... Not really on a cell level, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. there we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but your the way you helped me interpret it was to create the physical connection to the soul chakra level and the yeah. energetic level. 
So, for instance, your um, root chakra in your stomach, you know, any kind of self-worth or um, willpower, things like that, all comes back down to there. So any uneasiness in your stomach and things like that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So um, that was, again, what came to me. That was my first question that I Googled at that time because I was having random things like smoke alarms going off at 2.30 in the morning on the house that I was staying at. Mm. And I was like, what is happening? There's like some energy moving around. I couldn't understand it, but my stomach was just churning and gurgling like you would better hear it from like five meters away type thing. So I'm like typing in, what is the energy behind my stomach? Like (laughs) that was my level of understanding at that age. And it was just like, this is your sacral and your sacral does this, this and this. I'm like, what's a chakra? (laughs) You know, like, and so that's when, like, as soon as I started learning and unlocking that energy knowledge. So yeah, for anyone out there that doesn't understand what they are, like basically we have seven main ones that are close to our, our closest to our physical body. We have 26 all up. Wow. Um, Major ones, but then there's a lot of minor ones, like 110 minor ones in our body as well. But understanding the seven main ones, they are like, the gateway between our physical life experience and our energy and spiritual worlds. Beautiful. So every chakra has a responsibility or a function. So like the root chakra and your hips, tailbone, reproductive system, that's all about grounding, stability, life, like your core, like reptilian survival needs. That was mm-hmm. the first one to develop. Second one coming up, that was about the emotional development, the sacral. So that's why sexuality, sensuality, creativity, self-worth, all of that stuff ties in. Um, come a little bit further up the intellectual the willpower mm. so the solar plexus chakra is all about willpower and that's why a lot of the martial arts and that they do those solar plexus punches and that it cuts straight to someone's will center wow so yeah that's why it's right below that rib cage area so then coming up then then coming up to the heart we all know that that's well should know that it's the balance of both giving and receiving mm. and masculine giving yep. feminine receiving if you're looking at like down your right arm giving receiving up your left arm yeah yeah so i'm um, even that balance of heart chakra that's so important for us all to understand especially like probably a lot of people that tune into you our heart is not related to love or love in terms of relationships our heart is like our heart chakra is our ability to both give and receive an equal balance throughout life and feel connected to something greater as well whereas we're kind of sold this idea of what love should look like Mm. or like the valentine's day or the like all that yeah really like i don't want to say bullshit but the surface market yeah. marketing stuff yeah so um the heart chakra is really important to heal and cleanse many of us have been called to mm-hmm. cleanse that area awesome yeah and i um how your throat is freedom of expression yep. um for me whenever i feel sad or feel yeah, any form of emotion, I always feel it in my throat. I struggle to speak, even though I'm a very open book and you literally ask me anything yeah. and I'll be vulnerable. But it's when I get emotional and get in that state, I can feel this like this yeah. block in my throat. Yeah, the raspiness. Yeah, yeah and an uneasiness in my stomach. You even driving here today because John will empathically feel uh, and download. Is it always clients that you're going to be seeing? Some, I don't even know sometimes because sometimes wow. I'll be on the couch and then next thing you know, four new people will message me <laughs> and I'll just get like all of these like one after another. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, okay. And I'll be like, whoa, okay. Yeah. But generally, um, if someone's coming, I will feel and know their truth by the time they get there, even if I don't know them. Wow. So that's why I do the empath chat like mm. before you get there. So it's totally unbiased. Yeah. I'm just like, this is what's in your energy. Mm. Um, I trust this. Um, where have you had like where have you been sexually abused or where has your voice wow. been repressed so yeah 
powerful. And sometimes I'm quite often I'll like have little tears and like, what? Someone understands me without saying anything? Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit freaky, but... <laughs> I think I cried about 10 seconds into our session. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, your throat's really important and that was for me as well. So, anyone with like glandular fever, chronic fatigue, autoimmune stuff, the throat chakra, like every chakra also has um, correlating organs oh. with them. Okay. So that's what's important about the throat is your thyroid and stuff like that, all to do with your regulation and your immunity and stuff like that. I was just burning hot the whole time. Wow. As in like, I was like lost weight. I was like super skinny. I just couldn't stop my fire burning because I couldn't get the balance. So yeah, that was what's really important to understand about the throat chakra. That's so special. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that ties all into that mind-body-soul connection, right? Totally. Like we're not just we're not just these humans here you know we're we're our souls and we're just having this temporary physical experience yeah. and our meat sacks yeah, when yeah, you yeah. really think yeah. about that yeah. and when you have that consciousness it's what we were talking about before is it's not um smashing yourself at the gym every day to try get a specific physique it's not yeah. restricting yourself so that you yeah. you know have the tiniest little abs and things yeah. like that like it's there's totally. so much more deeper meaning yeah. to it yeah and that we can consciously shift and change our body too mm. like you know hear people manifesting like larger breasts or whatever it is or reduction in weight like a lot of clients they reduce their weight or they've been trying to shift their weight through physical activity in the physical world mm. yet the core block's energetic mm. so if you shift the energetic or like especially around the say the sacral the stomach mm. you no longer need protection what did, what did you need protection from what have you suffered have you had a loss of a child have you had um you know anything like trauma or you know so once we get to that root cause through your own body and wisdom um we can understand on a much deeper level and then your body no longer needs the layers of protection in the physical so that's so what that's powerful. what's gold um same with you know even like energy at the gym so if i said to people i have more energy by going and sitting on the beach <laughs> sitting doing nothing then I do like if I just went and smashed it out and felt really fatigued and tired. Mm. So where does that energy come from? So those kind of questions were what are those were the deeper questions that I started asking. Why am I here? What's my purpose? Mm. Where is energy really from? Um, how do we tune into that? Like how you talk about it being downloads, yep. like energy from yep. the sun, just downloading it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, so we're not just here in our physical mind and physical body. In mm. fact, if we can learn to just practice those gifts of non-physical and understand that or try and even test it yeah yeah so special and then i guess that ties into not only like physical injury and mental patterns but talking about like phobias and dreams and things like that as well like does that yep absolutely so even now like um i'm sure many of you will notice especially this year our dream space is becoming more active and people that can't even normally remember their dreams are starting to remember or we can start to program to remember but um as we have gone through this year of collective consciousness shift or the start of it it's been shifting since 2012 pretty solidly but this year 2020 was like this clarity of vision year where people had to stop worldwide like i mean <laughs> how many things could stop us worldwide mm. like many people saw this as hardship and loss i saw it as the biggest blessing and the activation that we have had in a really long time yeah so yeah, that when we um, view kind of life through that perspective and we think about, okay, if Mother Earth has shifting and transmuting energy of old suffering, war, famines, everything, then we are connected to her always. And so therefore, as she raises her vibration and we start to get like these bigger kind of solar downloads and shifting into new space and time, we then have to recalibrate in our body. 
So a lot of the physical symptoms that are coming up are actually um, showing us where we've blocked the energy, where we're holding like a belief pattern or a program. Mm. Um, and also, yeah, as we start to notice our chakras expand, you'll notice kind of a contraction or a pain in a certain area, and it might bring things into our awareness. So like dreams. Yeah. So many clients, like I had two or three clients last week, one of them's an artist, and she had a session. The first lifetime she saw when we went in was this little girl chained around her neck, big leather collar, and all of these kind of Barbie-type locks around her forehead. She's like, I've seen this girl before. And like... We got to the end of the session. She went back on her visual diary five years ago. She had done the painting of this exact wow. young girl that we freed from the confinement and being bound and I can't remember slavery and all sorts of random stuff had happened in their life. Oh, so yeah, she saw herself. Sure. And um, so, yeah, I was just like, you know, this is where we start to get into that really um, multidimensional understanding that time is not linear. Yeah. Yeah. For so. sure. I was just talking to Ryan Ethan about this um, yesterday. They were saying, yeah, I've definitely been dreaming a lot more recently and we're yeah. all just, oh, it must be the adaptogenic herbs that we're having or the, you know, other things. And But, wow. No, collectively collective. this is going on. So, um, sorry, to come back to your question about the different vibrations. Mm. So third density is the physical. Every time we go into dream, we're already in fourth dimension. Hmm. Hence, when we go in there, we can fly, we can do things. Sometimes we're trying to run from people or run from fears or phobias. Yeah. But that's how we, we go there every single night, basically. Whether we remember it or not in our conscious mind, that's our space to resolve, to uncover yep. what we have experienced in timelines and also what is still open in a timeline. Still open as in what is going to happen or um so generally what is left unresolved sometimes people get oracle visions and they see what happens before it happens Mm. um but what i mean by that is when you understand that time is a linear construct within 3d physical Mm -hmm. like within 3d like our physical life time is made for that dimension as in like past present future um yeah the fact that that's how what our intellectual mind needs to understand i started as a baby this is what I had experienced. Gotcha. As soon as, like what I learned on the soul ascension and through my own journey, is as soon as we come down to the heart, that is no longer bound by the ego mind. Wow. That's the multi-dimensional part of us and it knows that there is no time so we can go into these experiences, timelines, and fix, rebalance, and heal whatever you've experienced or wherever, wherever you are stuck. So mm. that's what, I guess, this is what started unlocking within me, like the inner shaman started coming mm-hmm. out to play. And shaman work is very much about the soul level healing or understanding soul sickness. So I guess it's kind of like um, your mind intellectually knows what's happened this lifetime. Unless you've shut it off and repressed it. It knows the programs, the thoughts, the beliefs and the memories. Your heart knows the far greater truth of you on a broad soul level perspective. And it knows that you can split your energy and consciousness not into one timeline, but into many lifetime experiences. And the purpose is so that you can learn and grow. Sometimes you might be really well off, like material, materially flush, um, really controlling, and you might really mistreat people. You, but you might have heaps of material wealth. The next few lifetimes down, you might be experiencing the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Total repression, people controlling you, slave trade, whatever it might be. So that the soul can know all aspects of how we treat each other and how we treat ourselves as well. So would you say that each of our souls have specific purposes and if we don't fulfill these purposes or fulfill the learnings that we were supposed to get, we just rewrite them in different lifetimes? Yep. 
So basically, if I think about the soul ascension now, you know how people talk about like a past life review. Mm-hmm. You get to the end of your lifetime, you have this moment where your whole lifetime comes flashing in front of you. The soul ascension basically does that past life review, but now we don't need to pass over to have a review. So when we go back into a lifetime, we like, I generally will ask to understand what does your soul want you to know from that experience? Mm. What were you learning? What were your soul contracts? So same in this lifetime, we will have soul contracts and you know what you're learning or I can feel what you're learning based on the emotion, the energy and which chakra is playing up and blocked or what injury you keep repeating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's telling a story. We just got to listen. Sure, that was like for me in your session, yeah. I had I had the mental um, program that in order to be successful, I need to work hard. And when we dove into one of my lifetimes and you know, you prompted me to ask this 24 year old male that I was in this lifetime, Mm. what he was trying to teach me. He wanted to teach me authenticity and to do what I want to do for a career and want to do with my time rather than trying to please other people and everything. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Really. It's really important. Huge healing and huge. Yeah. Yeah. Huge shifts. So yeah, like, so you have a set of soul contracts with your soul group or soul family to make contracts um like as in you will make contracts in between your life experiences right so as soon as you shift up to like fifth dimension which is like um you know like all into that what we might consider afterlife type phase there is no loss there is no like as in you don't kind of die in a lifetime like even and this might be quite challenging for some people to hear especially if you've lost someone close to you but that was what i realized when i was making the decision about that young soul is that there is no loss energy is never destroyed it can change a vibration and it will come in and out of physical but it's never destroyed so that's how we can go into a soul ascension cool can we call in mum and dad mm. that you felt abandoned you but in truth they were killed and taken away can we call them in now they're still here mm. yeah and that's um that's a lot of the healing work that i do is a lot of it's around the body remembering emotional trauma mm. not from this lifetime you'll come into this lifetime having a fear of snakes or a fear of drowning or um a fear of like scarcity or poverty yeah because not only do you have it within you, but it will be in your your lineage will have some belief systems too. As in you can pass that down. Like if your parents had this belief, huh. it'll pass down. Yeah. Wow. So you think about scarcity. So for example, my grandparents were from the Great Depression. Wow. Then they come down as a mum and dad. You know, dad's dad drank a lot and just passed away the money. So they didn't have much material wealth. So then dad comes along and wants to do everything to keep that nest egg and do everything for that. And I come along and say, no, I don't want to work like really hard and stupid mm. hours. And I want to value my health and body. Yeah. So that's what through self-awareness. And if we understand that we're not just us on an individual level, we are part of like an ancestral line as well. So that's why, again, I love working across the timelines because we can see what has been, say, affecting your female lineage line. Why is it this trust? Or why has the female line kept losing children or their firstborn children? There's a pattern here. And I think it's about taking that, <clears throat> excuse me, that taking that responsibility because if we don't cleanse, clear and release and work yeah. through what we've got now, then that's actually on us and our responsibility because we're going to be passing that down. Yeah. So is... that was the same decision that I had like subconsciously within myself when I knew if I stayed in that relationship, I would be programming my son mm. that this is okay. This is the way that we treat each other. This is what love looks like. Yeah. And I'm like, no. Mm. that's not what I'm here to something inside of me just activate and said regardless of how hard this decision is this is important <laughs> yeah yeah my mum speaks about that with my yeah. little brother as well yeah realizing yeah it's more than more than just the relationship you take into account 
what the kids are seeing as well, what they're learning yeah. from this. And also what you're learning from them. So, from the kids? Yeah. Oh, so wow, yeah. I learned more from my son before the age of five than I had anyone else in my life. Like what? Um, unconditional love. Mm. And he went through same classes at school like he went to he's still at the same school and he went through exactly the same classes and as he was doing that i could feel my memories come up and i remembered when john was so dumb that he had reading difficulties his, his whole life so i actually learned to reread through reading to my son hmm. as well and stop running the programs of i'm i'm dumb i'm stupid all of those things that was like the whole life programs so yeah through having him he gave me the opportunity. I could see such a clear reflection of his beautiful soul. And I knew as soon as he came, like the moment he's birth, it was like the soul connection. You can't cheat it. The same way as you can't cheat good friend soul connections now. Yeah. You know the vibration. It's so aligned. Yeah, it's so, it's so right. aligned. It's just like time to stop people pleasing everyone. Like For align sure. with your tribe. 100%. And yeah. that explains Noah so beautifully. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Just such a grounded, gentle soul. Yeah. so gorgeous he guided me through a lot and yeah i totally had moments where i didn't want to be here like probably two or three really big moments where i was like really to wow. opt out like of this lifetime i just couldn't handle it my emotions were i was just too sensitive and i'm pretty sure if you ask any, any of my exes are like yeah hypersensitive like always emotional because i i was learning in this lifetime to not only honor my emotions but how to regulate and deal with them and understand then to turn them into a superpower mm, it was all part of the soul journey so my soul lessons were to trust, build trust within myself around the sciatic and all that pain in my hips and that sort of thing. Learn to speak my truth. <laughs> and also self-worth, like the sacral and that sort of thing. Like if I think back to my desk job, I couldn't sit up straight. I was always like hunched over, could never feel. And I know straight away when I see a client, they come and sit next to me and they'll be like fully folded in half. And I'm like, okay. Like I, know, I already know because I've written down the comments about yeah. yep, no self-love, probably no, like, no love for body. Um, so yeah, when we get aligned in that chakra flow, like a stream of light running, like we're all connected to source energy, all of us, no one's exempt. And then it's supposed to ground them to mother earth. So we've got to get those chakra, like they're like a spinning wheel or a vortex. And it's either going to be spinning in the right direction and assisting us process the life we were experiencing, or it'll either be blocked or reversed. So if it's reversed, it's basically like there's a whole bunch of sticks in, in the dam. Like it's, yeah, instead of that flowing and passing mm. down and harmonizing every chakra and being in balance, um, which is when all of our energy is at its peak, we're flowing, all of our chakras are assisting us, they're doing their function, here we are. But if we are ignoring it and just say going to the gym and going hard on the physical, but then ignoring the fact that we're at the gym as a guy trying to get buff and big, but we're doing it for the wrong reasons. We're doing it because of the hurt willpower or the mm. lack of self-worth. So, you know, it's really important for all of us to understand our journey of like the physical, mental and emotional health mm. to address them all. Like sure. don't leave anything under the carpet, like be willing to be vulnerable and um, love yourself more. Even for guys, like, come on guys, like let's show mm. up, like let's show more love and connection um, because you'll ultimately benefit your whole energy all around. And those around you as well. Yeah. It's a yep. collective rise up. Uh, yeah, totally. Yep. And that's the thing with any kind of like physical health and fitness um, goals or intentions that you set, they're never going to be sustainable and never going to be maintained or feel um, a sense of accomplishment if you don't actually deal with mm. the mind and yep. the soul. Yeah. You'll always be coming from that place of lack or, or when I have abs, then I will feel confident. Mm. When I have big legs, then I will feel confident. Like it's always mm. that chase of that carrot. Mm. 
totally. Whereas if you can bring it back to present, and excuse me, lots of my heart stuff coming up. When you bring it back oh, to geez. present, <laughs> so yeah, again, reversed heart chakra, it will reflux. Wow. So most people go pop a pill for reflux, but mm. it's just like no, work on. Like, let's work coming? on the heart chakra and where who has hurt you, and what you're holding on to. And how do you decipher whether this is what you're feeling now is yours or whether it's someone else's? Um, I know it's not mine. Because <laughs> I've spent so much of my journey, like I eventually got to a place where my vibration was high enough that I was clean. Cool. But what about for people like your That's a good question. average Joe? Yeah, because we're sensitive, right? We're energetic for beings sure. and our aura is like, if it's on a good day, it's like yeah. three to six feet in all directions. Wow. In our heart space especially. So that's why COVID's a real cracker because... It keeps everyone just social distancing. Hmm. It's keeping everyone outside of their heart space. Is that good? Bad? That's shocking. Oh, right. It's like they know this, this like this technique of keeping everyone like why? Why two meters six foot? Then they're like, Oh no, you can go and brush up someone. That's fine as long as you're not over fifteen minutes. And oh. then it goes and so yeah, like when we understand that we don't normally realise it because we're not forced to be separate from people, but as mm. soon as we were we knew something didn't feel right. Mm. We really craved someone to hug us. Yeah. You know, to meet with friends, mm. to have this conversation. Like right now, we're interacting in our energy fields. Mm. Like send like love and appreciation your way and that empowers you to raise your vibration and clarity. Then it flows back. Hmm. So this is what we're going to understand about our relationships on a quantum level. That's it's so not something that's measurable by our current scientific equipment. It's all there. Are they trying? Yeah, yeah, they're making big breakthroughs. Cool. Yeah, but they keep looking outside, like to space Still. and stars and stuff. Really? But it's just like we should just look inside. The whole universe is there. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but um, yeah. So yeah, all the um, the Bruce Lipton work, like the Heart Math Institute, the David Hawkins. That's when all that scale of consciousness came in. Like he was doing this stuff. David Hawkins was doing this in the seventies, and when I did that first course through Mind Valley, which was called Love and Above. It showed me the scale of consciousness and how every emotion has a vibrational resonance or frequency. When I saw that, something just clicked into my into my awareness and into my mind. I'm like, yes, I have been holding myself in guilt, fear, shame, or judgment. Those are contractionary forces. And the more we think those negative forces, the more they will attract more negative things to mm. our path. And it's, I feel like from a scientific mind, it's easier yeah. for people to understand on an energetic yeah. frequency base if you think, you know, atoms, if you... Yep. dive down into like you know chemistry level everything's vibrating in a specific energy totally. so if, then if you just zoom out and have that perspective it's all yeah it's all one yeah, yeah totally so um that really changed my life understand law of attraction and that vibrational energy chart because that whole chart was based upon showing people certain things like a puppy dog or a nuclear bomb going off and stuff like that and what they realize is that the heart actually like microseconds like milliseconds before the mind could even understand what was coming the heart already went off and triggered before the next slide was shown. So in other words, the consciousness of the heart is separate to the mind and it knows more and on a greater awareness scale than your intellectual mind will ever have. So yeah, I view the mind as a laptop, Mm. pretty much. I love your analogy. So like, and so just if that is the case, cool, it has an operating system and it has programs just from this lifetime. Mm. So in other words, it's an amazing tool. It is not where our creativity and consciousness is from or our higher connection to our true spiritual truth in that. Mm. So you've got to take that great journey, like one foot from the mind to the heart. <laughs> um, and that's where the gold's at. That's beautiful. Mm. I love that. And on that, like for people that are wanting to get more in touch with their spirituality and more yeah. and raise their consciousness, what are some some tools and some things that they can implement 
that maybe has helped you throughout your journey or even just that you can think of feeling into what our consciousness needs right now so totally like understanding getting rid of what the ego mind has separated so the ego mind has separated from our society like even religious groups that sort of thing we look at what we've been taught and shown and how like our history has basically separated us from our deeper knowing so if we approach this from the standpoint right now I am a powerful creator and whatever I can hold and hold my focus and energy on in a positive light will manifest so when we understand we go right back to base level even if it's forgetting everything we've ever been taught about life about (laughs) food pyramids about you know whatever it is if we go right down to ground level and say i'm starting afresh in every moment i'm a brand new person i'm no longer john you're no longer crystal like three weeks ago and start there that we are the conscious creators and if we like every topic has both a positive and a negative end of the stick either you have that or you can stay focused on this is what having this topic like it might be love Mm. this is what the positive vision of love feels like like appreciation cuddles snuggles in bed intimacy what's on the same what's on the other end of that same stick and it's about having that consciousness of yeah like if you can experience like relationships where you've been totally blocked from love or had really conditional love then that means you know what the opposite feels like right Ah, beautiful so that's what i you start bouncing off and that's what i mean every relationship is a reflection yeah of what you are sending out so yeah first step one understand that we are pure consciousness projecting down into this 3d world to have this earthly experience not once but hundreds and thousands of times on our soul's evolution and growth so from that perspective we needed to forget what we already know because when we first started to try to do this we kept popping out of the third dimension we knew we were instant manifestors in 5d we knew we could self-heal in 5d so we've come already from a higher consciousness mm-hmm. and we are always up there, but we're having a physical 3D experience. So at the moment, this is where right now, where we are projecting mm. our consciousness into this life, having this conversation. Yeah. So our oversoul, our higher self, whatever you want to call it, it knows what we've chosen to learn. It knows that we've had per- specific people and uh, family yeah. members in that to teach us or sure. to create catalysts of lack or mm. lack of self-love or yeah and i think when you have that consciousness and that awareness this is what one of the learnings that i got from this year was that we are exactly in the right place at the right time Mm. and even though situations might seem shit or seem really hard it's we're experiencing it exactly as it should and exactly as our higher self intended it to either learn grow Mm. experience Mm. evolve and that's what's cool talking from like now 39 back to someone of your age because I remember <laughs> I was getting tweaked on like the secret and how to manifest things and you know all those kinds of ideas but there wasn't the support or the people doing it there wasn't the collective shift yet and the technology wasn't even there like the mm. internet was in its infancy um, so yeah that's what's beautiful about now is anything you want to learn about you can go and learn about and the sharing of information is so fast that's exactly why I wanted to create this podcast as well like mm. it John and I had very different upbringings in the sense, well, similar, but... Same things, yes, like very similar, yeah. But but in the sense, yeah, my mum was very into her manifestation and this kind of talk my whole life, but I think it's so beautiful to have an upbringing like yourself and you've gone and seeked this. And Hmm. one of my beautiful friends, Ali, is the same. Like, her parents, you know, don't have... They're beautiful, they just don't have this kind of... um, 
consciousness or awareness mm. of this type of topics yeah. but she's gone and seeked this and mm. learned this for herself and i think that's just so beautiful and that's why i want to create this space totally to create that conversation and have yeah. that collective rise up so i think that sorry just downloading um a message for everyone listening like mm. um this is this time now is really about authenticity and stepping into what your fears are really Cool. like um knowing that the fears are just probably projections of other people and belief systems from other people or it might be fear of judgment or whatever but the more we step through that raw that little fear that little wall or around that little wall on the side is the golden treasure like every single time so um yeah it's really important because as we do that we actually start to unlock our true authentic expression which is what we're all here to do. We're all extensions of source energy and we were not meant to come here to chew someone else's gum <laughs> or repeat someone else's design. Yeah. We're creating, like even right now, creating something new that has not come before, that is expanding into a new area. That's the whole point in understanding that life is never stagnant. Mm. People can try and build houses and fence themselves up and have like, you know, investments in that area, but cycles always come and go. Mm, like you were saying yeah. before, like, in order to experience the wave, you have to have the trough. Yeah, totally. Yep. It's all part of it. In the same way with anyone that's experiencing really hard negative emotions, even self-doubt or body image talk or intimacy and sexuality, whatever it might be, whatever the triggers are, just know that the triggers are there for a purpose and then go underneath that trigger and say, okay, what is my belief about that? Why do I feel that way about this topic? Or why did I just get triggered when my partner said that? Or what is this trying to teach me? Yeah, totally. And then... If you understand that uh, second step, what's the third step is like, who showed me that program? Wow. Do I remember from this lifetime who put that program on the laptop? <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. And then where to from there? Um, so basically, once you've ever, um, uncovered that, like all of a sudden, it's not just some random idea. Mm. It's not just some random thought or emotion or insecurity or that I'm feeling. Because that's what happens is most people just autopilot. They'll go out, they might be going to have fun, go to town. Next thing you know, they'll hit something that's a trigger that reflects their insecurity, like a guy said something about them, or they might have said something about their dress or whatever, or whatever it might be, and you will trigger, and you'll mm. like feel this emotional response in your body. So I think just separating and understanding, okay, I understand this is why I feel that way, and this is why I've had that challenge, but that's why the soul ascension was so important, as often those challenges have come from before this lifetime, yeah, or a parallel lifetime that mm. is open that you're having that experience and finished with beautiful yeah i love this so authenticity vulnerability yeah speaking your truth speaking truth. like it's time because if we can't communicate like even in relationships right i really want to hit this one home because a lot of the times we shift and change who we are in order to be feel loved or be enough for our partners or we're told no don't go do that don't have friends don't go like there's a myriad mm. of reasons why our relationships close us down but then if we step back and say that every challenge that's put in front of us is obviously a reflection of what we're putting out. Yeah. Why am I feeling that way? Like, why do I feel insecure? And then I've just attracted that from my partner. Yeah. Yeah. So um, through self-awareness, I think, is the biggest tool. Self-awareness precedes change, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the total catalyst. If we can become self-aware and understanding, okay, I see that just happen not once, but many times. Mm. What is beneath that? The same way with my relationships. They both really want to like lock it down and be married and have children. And I just felt forced and pressured into that. Okay. What within me has made me feel that I am not worthy enough to have what I truly desire or what is truly aligned with my love? Because I always had this burning desire within me, like this is not love. 
this is not love and it just kept saying that to me and I didn't realize it was probably my higher self or intuition mm. but I was still learning through those moments as well so. that's so true I yeah love that. so speak your truth yeah no yeah because um when you do the world gets a chance to know what is your specific frequency mm. like one in seven point something billion now <laughs> yeah we're here to be authentic yeah. to birth something new not to recreate what has been mm. and listening to the intuition into the heart into the gut as opposed to the mind totally like since your session since your session i'm hearing my intuition so much louder and well yeah. actually i'm probably just listening to it and actually honoring it and the more i honor it the louder i hear it mm. and it's yeah i'm just i feel like i have so much more clarity around who i want to be surround my who i want to have in my energy where i want to spend my energy mm. and it's because i'm listening to my heart and i'm listening to my gut and my house house like okay cool i'm gonna make this path easy for you <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally so when we of our own free will choose to jump into the stream of life that's always flowing instead of clinging to the rock of like the ego identity so even for any of us on all levels like if we could just take a moment like we're going to do a course on this next year but just even mm. take a moment to be self-aware and saying like what am i clinging to Mm. in terms of a belief or a program or identity that I've formed around myself because it's really tiring yeah. I'm tired of clinging to this yeah. rock and the stream's going really fast like it's getting yeah. faster it's not going to yeah. slow down so it's like you either learn to play the game or you're going to get bogged you're going to get swept away <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah but like you know we want to put our leaf or raft in the stream it's flowing like everything we want is right there all the things that we want to manifest are right there but you know instead of having an intention or a goal or something that we want to achieve and then just being like yeah i need to do it by this this and this it's just like actually have that intention and goal plant that seed mm. and then allow nature to do what it does and allow things to be attracted to it in effortless timing the same as our meeting yeah you're like not only part of a manifestation i had that day or a um what should i say a desire or a will to have that day mm. as an intention but it was actually one going much further back of when i started doing the sessions and no one was really opening up mm. like over a year ago I'm like, I really want to connect with people that feel open because I'm seeing all these shifts and changes happening like instant real time, mm. but no one's really ready to release or share their yeah. own experience. And that's cool. I respect 100%. everyone where they're at, but I'm like, no, this is what I want, universe, planting the seed. So many seeds that I thought or manifestations that I thought should come faster. The goal was actually to learn and understand that it is done. And now you have to release the control. Mukta, that is written yeah. of alchemist. Yeah. Okay. So like your job is not to do all the sunshine, all the water and all that sort of stuff. Like your job is to have that seed of intention and know mm -hmm. that in this moment in my power of now, it is done. Yep. And all I have to do is get into the receptive mode. Oh, cool. Yep. Go to that cafe today. Yep. Bam. Thank you, universe. Mm -hmm. And then you bless it and praise it and think that's actually your higher self working. Yep. Laying your path before you way more consciousness and understanding and a way broader perspective that you will ever have in your th in, in your intellectual mind mm, yeah it's all about the why not the how yep. release the how just focus on yep. the why oh my heart and the the analogy that abraham hicks will give is like cool most people you'll jump in your car you'll turn the key everything's going bam you don't stop there and be like oh is the gas enough oh do i have to get the gas through the line to the spark plug does it need wow. the electricity from the battery you know, when I put my foot on the brake, do I have to think about all that hydraulic pressure and how it goes to the calipers and the pistons and then onto the disc and then that goes onto the road and it grip, you know. Interesting. We don't need to know all of those details. That's not our job. Just put it up to the universe. Our job is to be the creator. Not We're not even here, like, it took me a bit to wrap my head around this, but we're not even here for the manifestations. 
the final result. Mm-hmm. We're here for being the creator, being the manifestor. Yep. Like, so That's what we talked about on your podcast, yeah. we get so caught up in this pursuit of finding our purpose and when I have my purpose then I'll apply my all but yeah. that's us missing yeah. the point like yeah. like you say it's us about being the manifestor and being in and enjoying yeah. the journey and yeah be present like and again with Ryan's mm. breath work and like what you guys are all learning through that too really the breath is life and coming mm. back to just whatever can bring us back to the present moment because if we can't enjoy now when can we ever enjoy what we've had and that was what I was running and that's what I realised was making me so sick I was always aiming and going for more I was getting up at like 4 or 5 in the morning to learn all about photography and graphic design whatever it was that motivated me at the time but at the end it just made me sick Mm. I was running all these hard programs and the expectations of everyone else not my own what lit me up not your truth not my truth not (laughs) my truth yeah so yeah what a beautiful way to close it that is just so beautiful I love that so much yeah thank you thank you (laughs) um I think yeah, there's just been so many beautiful nuggets all throughout this. Is there anything that you're getting a download of that you really want to share right now? Um, so dovetailing because the video didn't upload this morning, so I'm gonna like tie into it now. So remember, like all of us through our expression, we have the ability to say no throughout this period because we're right on Christmas now. Yeah. So if there's anything we're overcommitted to already, hmm. say no or communicate now before you get to the end of the week of something that's not in alignment for you. Mm-hmm. You'll feel better for it. Um, the same way as we cancelled our course on Sunday. Mm. As soon as we did all the pressure, all the weight, all the shit came <laughs> off. Um, take this time not to run yourself ragged with what everyone else has expected for you. Family, friends, loved ones, take this time. If you've been cranking it the whole year, take this time and moment to really just slow down and reflect on this is me time now. If I don't take this time to recharge right now, then I'm going to hit next year already feeling in a bit of a burnt out state. Yeah. So dream big, dream big, mm. and knowing that whatever seed you plant now will come to fruition as long as you're just focusing on what it is that you do want as opposed to what you don't want. Yeah. That's so beautiful. You're such a little ball of knowledge and. Oh, I know. Light. I know. I sorry. I really struggle to stay sometimes on task because my mind and spirit <laughs> just goes to these. There's so much learning that's happened. Yeah, and like everyday learning like conscious creation and it's just like I just want to share it all but I know that it sometimes waylays the path of it but I'm I'm here for it you can just share away (laughs) but I think um, that's enough maybe enough sharing for one day we'll definitely do more topics again because I just love I love just being a sponge from your downloads and hearing it and I think it always gives me nuggets to think about later as well yeah the seeds are planted exactly (laughs) Um, and on that, how can people find you if something's resonated for them and um, they're super interested or they want to get in contact? Cool. Um, so my website is www.introspecthealing.com um, or also through social media at introspecthealingnz. I'll pop your little things in yeah. the show notes as well. Yeah, so I'm always up for questions because quite often people resonate with posts and stuff like that and or they'll resonate with body pains or whatever mm. it might be or symptoms that you talk about. So, or they can message you. Yeah, all our messages are just like scrolling, scrolling and voice messages to each other. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome though. Like I really love the flow. It's just all, yeah. um, little again, little nuggets of information going back and forth to help each other and inspire each other. For sure. Yeah. It's beautiful. And I just realized we didn't do my little question at the start. But what was the best thing that happened to you today? 
Um, it was totally my last client session and right at the end when we'd done all the clearing of some of her ancestral lines, her she stopped and just started tearing up and um, she's like, oh, like my ancestors want to communicate with you. Like, and she's like, I'm like, okay, cool. And she's like, they want to thank you for everything that you did today because within the healing sessions, I know it's not just say clearing for you. You're actually breaking lineage patterns and programs and that energy shares past, present and future. So, holy moly, that energy came through and she just started tearing up with joys of happiness and then I felt like a massive rush just come over all my body and I was just like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for making this job worthwhile, thank you for making it, like, it totally worth it and Mm. for pushing through all my fears. Like, it was just a moment of, like, let's finish this year on this high and everything that I had as a fear that I stepped through this year was just gold and it all, like, came in that moment of, like, wow, this is why I've done what I've done. Yeah special yeah that's so gorgeous yeah um and just hitting us with all the rounding closing out questions what is your higher self trying to tell you right now that you might not be listening to stop playing small nice um stop coffee stop coffee (laughs) damn it (laughs) god damn you higher self um i know um in order to get to the next vibrational level like i know i'm already very much living in between the third and five fifth dimension yeah because i'm grounding the high level concepts and energy and i can see the path of synchronicity flowing really strong mm. but uh it's time to be seen yeah so even this is me stepping into the next layer yeah and the potty and stuff like that so yeah um and the coffee thing is around um it's just burning and fatiguing the energy quicker yeah um, and when I started coffee was when I had went at 30, so I hadn't drunk coffee up till then, but because I had to do like 16 hour days, Oof. that was when I had to start. Like, mm. um, and ever since then I've had it and I know I just need to reclaim my own control over it. Mm. Like in terms of, I don't need it, but I know that I still do it every day Yeah. and I love it for the social aspect, but I'm That's like, a... okay, be social, but have a smoothie. Yeah. Yeah. Need some adaptogens as well, man. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, let's hook it up. I'm keen. So yeah, it's um yeah, just those little just those little guided intuitions. So again, everyone just listen. Don't ignore that little intuitive thought it is speaking. Mm. And it always has for me too, but I just ignored it. Same for yeah. so many years. So no. yeah, totally like um let's be more authentic and yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing more courses in that next year. Yeah, I'm so excited for your courses as well. Mm. And yeah, just so so unbelievably grateful for your time for your energy and for all the shifts that you've created in myself and for all the people to come as well yeah awesome thank you so much for being an amazing light and connected to yeah it's been amazing seeing the flow of people that have resonated with your story and authenticity as well this is why i mean it's gold this topic's gold imagine if we can all open up in this way this collective rise up of just everyone opening their hearts or imagine no more shyness no more guilt no more judgment just let's put it all out there let's Mm. talk and then you talk with someone it's an open conversation yeah there's no resistance yeah special (laughs) we could just keep going i know yeah we should round it up now i'll honor john's time as well but thank you guys so much for listening and if you have any questions at all just chat to both of us i know this topic got a bit woo woo but we both love it so much Mm. and we love chatting like this and Mm. yeah it's just so so special so Super excited to see um, what you guys' takeaways are. And I hope you guys have a beautiful Christmas if we don't chat to you before then. <laughs> totally. Yeah, absolutely. Even with the woo-woo stuff, right? Like, we can practically ground anything now. Yeah. So if anyone kind of resonated with little bits, we can t- t- still totally practically mm. ground it related to them as well. So, yeah. That's it. I, often, if you just swap out the word, it's the same thing. We're all talking about love and higher higher Totally. Consciousness. Connection. Yeah. 
for sure. Let's leave it on that, y'all. Yay! Lots of love, guys. See ya. Toodaloo! <laughs>